Postages Podcast. Paranormal stories, events, and more. Welcome to episode four of the Ghostages Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Campbell, and this week I'm going to read you another selection from A Haunted Life by Bill. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to leave that in there. Um, it's A Haunted Life by Bill Campbell. Yes, that's my name. Bill Campbell. Yeah. With that said, just barely said, I'm contemplating on just leaving the bloopers in there because, well, for one, they're funny. Uh, and number two, uh, I guess there really isn't a number two. So let's just get started and see if I can get through this story that I wrote and probably can't read. This is chapter six, Grandma. To understand this experience, I'm going to have to go back to the beginning or at least to before I was five years old. I lived with my grandparents on and off occasionally for a few months during the first few years of my life, while my parents were busy finding gainful employment some 200 miles away. I didn't realize this at the time, as I would only see my parents when they came to visit. My granddad worked for the railroad and was often busy doing railroad things, but my grandma was always around. I have many great memories of my grandma that I have cherished my entire life. Heck, I can even tell you what I was doing on the night of February 29th, 1976, when I wasn't even three years old yet. My grandma sat me down in her living room and had me watch The Sound of Music while she made a batch of Mississippi mud cake. I loved that cake. I remember the time she took my great-grandma and me to the Crater of Diamonds State Park. We had to stay in a motel on the way, and they were concerned about bad weather with possible tornadoes. I remember the time I was walking behind my grandmother and great-grandmother through the garage and back into the house when, without warning, my grandmother suddenly picked me up and nearly threw me into the house. As I became airborne, I, heard, I saw her snatch up a broom and begin to snack the sp- snack. She began to smack the piss out of a big-ass black widow spider that had only been a few inches from me. The spider ended up biting her on the leg before succumbing to the beatdown. If that spider hadn't bitten me instead, then you would not be reading this right now. My body would not have been able to handle the toxins as her adult body could. I remember the time she became spooked and nervous about something happening in my great-grandmother's room. See, I told you, no one liked that part of the house. I also remember when she got sick. I didn't understand what was going on at the time. It seemed like the house was full of family and they were all standing around my grandma while she laid in her big brown recliner. I would come and go out of the living room, sometimes of my own accord and sometimes because I was encouraged to go play. Then everyone got sad and a big white truck came and took her away. I didn't understand what was happening and someone from my family, I don't remember who, told me that she was gone. I still didn't get it, but I thought that it would, I would be able to see her again later. I was sure she would come back. At the funeral, I did what you would expect any five-year-old boy to do. I played outside of the funeral home, near the bushes, where some other kids were playing too. We even chased frogs and caught a couple of them too. 
and between playtime I would go to an area inside where they had donuts and other such refreshments. I wandered around and ended up by my grandma, where she was laying in a big box. I kept wondering when she was going to wake up, because I wanted to talk to her. As I got a few years older, I began to understand what death was, and it freaked me the F out. I think understanding, coupled with the strange events and occurrences that happened to me, only intensified my aversion to anything related to death. Maybe if I had really understood what was happening, I may have had a different perspective. Maybe I would not have been so afraid. My parents brought some of my grandma's stuff down to our home, including the big brown recliner she had died in. It might have been my imagination, but the recliner felt different from any of our other furniture. There was an energy coming off of it that made me nervous. I didn't like it at all and felt that if I got too close, something might grab me. My parents must have thought I was an idiot. Beside my dad's side of my parents' bed, he had a picture of my grandma hanging on the wall. No matter what angle you looked at it, she always appeared to be staring at you, or rather, staring right into your soul. I now realize that it looks more like she was mildly frustrated with Grandpa and quite ready for him to just take the damn picture. One evening, I had a dream in which I was with a group of kids exploring an old house. In one of the hallways, we found an old laundry chute and thought it would be a good idea to, to slide down it. The first couple of kids went and then I slid down. My grandmother reached out and stopped me from hitting the bottom, saving me from injury. This would have been fine had she not reached through the side of her coffin to stop my descent. That dream really, really, really escalated my fear of anything associated to my grandma. When I was in my mid to late teens, I had an experience that I can't quite classify as a dream. I was in bed and asleep. I know that because I saw myself laying there in my bed. My perspective had shifted just long enough to feel and see through the presence that was allowing me to see what it saw. It, we, rushed through the room, descending from the back corner and towards where I lay sleeping. I felt a bolt of energy charge into my chest and begin to squeeze my soul. I could hear it ask a singular question. Do you love me? I said yes, and it released me. The energy dissipated, and I was left alone to drift back to sleep. When I awoke the next day, any fear or negative emotions I had regarding my grandma were gone. It's as if she got so frustrated with me that she had just smacked some sense into me. What I have learned over the course of my life is that I have a profound connection to my grandma that not even death can sever. I may not be able to have a conversation with her, but I feel like she has always been there for me, and I appreciate it. Grandma, I love you. And that's the end of that chapter. Although not really, because my grandmother, uh, I, I genuinely believe she's always with me, even to this day. And I think that when she appears in my dreams, she appears in a coffin because I guess because that's uh, I don't want to say her resi residual self-image because that sounds kind of matrixy but maybe it is kind of like that 
you know, when she got sick, she lost her hair. And she, the chemotherapy, she um, it did a number on her. I don't really recall uh, what she looked like then because she always had a wig on. So, you know, I don't remember her like that. Uh, but I do remember her vividly, um, you know, when she was well. And the picture by my dad's bed, you know, maybe, maybe that's, maybe she thinks that that picture scares me. And like I said, when she was at the funeral, well, when I was at the funeral for her, um, I would freely go up to the coffin and, and, uh, you know, try to talk to her. So maybe that's, maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's why she be, appears the way she does. But I'm hopeful that someday she'll, uh, she'll choose to, to uh, not come to me in a coffin. But at least maybe have a little conversation over a coffee, you know, and a dream, of course. But, um, yeah, so, you know. Miss my grandma, but at least, like I said, I'm I'm confident she's here with me all the time, and I and sometimes I do feel her presence, so that's comforting. But that's all I have for this week or this episode. Uh, so, as always, if you have any stories, please send them to story at ghostages.com. If you've got any comments or suggestions. Go ahead and email those too. I really appreciate you listening. And have a great day. And I'll try and figure out a way to end these things without being all weird and awkward. Thanks. Bye. And by the way, if you're interested at all in reading A Haunted Life by Bill Campbell... It's still available on Kindle. You can even pick it up for one buck. What can you get for a dollar these days? My book, that's what.